chats with Claudia and Ailish. In the mirror and all I see is red. I and actually I'm... peed my pants full on in front of 2,000 people at the Royal Crap. Anyway, so I literally get to it and I slide into splits. Hey, dancers! Welcome to Stage Chats. The place where we discuss what really happens on and off stage in the dance world. <gasps> We're honestly so pumped to bring this episode to you and this podcast to you. Yeah, this is our first ever podcast. And first ever episode. Yeah, oh, so exciting. So today we are talking about our stage fails. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, we have some crazy stories for you from like period dramas to people missing their entrances. What else? Sickness. Oh, everything. So Guys, many crazy things. Peeing your pants, just everything. <laughs> Wow. Waiting till you guys hear it. So to start off today's episode, we just want to tell you all that you can win prizes whenever you listen to us on Stage Chats here. So all you've got to do is... Take a selfie and tag us listening to this podcast. So tag us on Instagram at Stage Chats and we're going to be picking one of you to win an unreleased leotard. This is so exciting. So exciting. These leotards are beautiful. Beautiful. They release next week yeah. and they're just next level. I reckon they're like our favourite ones yet, right? Definitely my favourite. Yeah, and yeah. me and Ailish did it all together. Honestly, it's very exciting. Um, So, right, obviously, you know who I am. I'm Claudia Dean and I'm here with the gorgeous Ailish Healy. Hello! And I feel like it's probably important we do some quick fire questions because you obviously know a lot about me, but you don't know a lot about Ailish. So I'm going to ask three quick questions and obviously I'll answer them too. But Ailish, yeah. when did you start dancing? Um, so I started dancing at two. Basically, yeah, just brought up with it. I was put into dancing just because I actually could not stop dancing. <laughs> like my mom and my teachers, like at preschool, were just like this kid, every time music <laughs> comes on, like... She actually cannot stop herself. So, yeah, basically did it from there, then stopped a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, just haven't stopped since pretty much. So good. Yeah. You guys need to see Ailish's feet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Seriously, she has the best ballet facility ever. And, oh, my um, God, I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I started dancing when I was four and I started because my best friend was doing it. So I was like, I need to do it as well. Mm. But um, she ended up quitting and I just kept going. And, yeah, literally the rest is history. Okay, next question. What was the hardest experience you've ever gone through with dancing in general, Ailish? Oh, definitely a few tough times, good and bad, but I'd probably say my hardest moment was like the mindset and the like discipline when you're injured. Mm. Um, I had a few quite bad injuries and off for a few months. And I think that was really draining for me and trying to find the passion to, you know, focus on other things. Mm. And yeah, especially when you're out of home as well, like overseas, I found like the mental game was really challenging. Yeah. And we're going to be talking a lot about injuries and yeah. mindset and all of that stuff like in later episodes. And it's so important too. Like people don't realise that that's such a main focus on ballet too. 100%. The it's mind, like so. the mind is almost more powerful than like oh, your capability yeah. of dancing. Yeah, I, think. I agree. Um, my hardest moment was probably homesickness towards the end of being mm. overseas. So obviously I was in London for seven years and towards the end of my journey there, I was really missing home. Just That's like, crazy at the end, like yeah. not even at the start. At the start, I was yeah. like, woo, living my best life. And then <laughs> London <it> town. <laughs> and then 
then at the end, I was like, oh my gosh, I miss my family roasts. Yeah. <laughs> so That's the main thing. <laughs> just the roasts. Literally. <laughs> Yum. Food. <laughs> um, okay, now, Ailish, have you ever been rejected in the dance world? Oh, way too many times. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, I definitely have. Like, I'm quite tall as a dancer. So I really struggled, especially when auditioning for companies and stuff. Um, I was just told so many times I was too tall. I couldn't wow. have a part of their partner. So yeah, I really struggled with that aspect because I think that's one thing I couldn't change about myself. So, you know, I'd work day and night on, you know, my weaknesses and mm. stuff that I always knew I had to improve. But I think like when it's your physical body yeah. and that was the one thing that was pretty much holding me back I yeah I found that really challenging we definitely need to talk about that in an episode like height of a dancer like is it important isn't it and I think times are changing but anyway we will save that for another episode I have definitely experienced rejection I remember my first like big moment of rejection was getting rejected from the Australian ballet school so I remember I had all my eggs in one basket Mm. like all I wanted to do was go to the Australian ballet school full-time and I remember getting the letter in the mail and like people would say if it's a thick envelope then you've got in if it's a really thin one just a piece of paper it's a rejection (laughs) and I remember I got the envelope and it was one piece of paper and I was like mom I haven't made it you haven't even opened it (laughs) and I was so devastated and I think then I really learned like okay I can't keep all my options in one area Mm. you know I can't just like be so reliant on just getting into the Australian Ballet School yeah so anyway that was like my big moment of rejection but I think everyone experiences it on different levels and you know again it's something we got to normalize. So guys, we are going to be talking about stage fails. So let's get straight into it. Now, these stories are seriously crazy. Like mine are mainly from my time at the Royal Ballet and Ailish actually danced overseas. So you tell them Ailish. So I danced overseas in America, um, throughout Europe and in the UK as well. Wow. So Let's start with the first story, okay, Ailish? Okay. So my first stage fail, to be fair, it was just the whole production was a fail. There wasn't really one particular moment that was like, wow, this is shocking. Um, so I was in the UK actually and it was my first performance with this company and like um, I remember me and this other girl, we were so excited, we were travelling on a bus and everything. Anyway, we get to this um, theatre and it's literally just like a shoebox, like <laughs> our podcast room like divided in half and I was like... Like, you've got to be kidding because I was used to dancing in America, like, and the stages are massive and the studios are so big. And so I got there and I was like, oh. So it was really small? Oh, tiny. And I was like, what am I getting myself into? Wow. Like, oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, we just get there. We do like class on stage and we're banging around. I was just like, this is going to be terrible. Cause so I'm like hitting people when you were like dancing because it was so small. Literally oh like no. I, cause I was the tallest in the company. And so I was whacking like everyone and I was just like, oh God's sake, like, this is not going to be good. Anyway, so the performance starts and everyone's so excited. Um, so the first fail actually was we were trying to get a prop off stage, but it actually got stuck under the tar head. So it was pitch black and it was very quick stage transition transition yeah that's what transition and so we were trying to rip it off and it was getting stuck on the target so one of the girls tries to literally lift it anyway lands on her toenail she loses a toenail and it's blood everywhere so the stage set landed on her toenail yeah oh that's and amazing. as she's trying to like pull it off so it was like on wheels but the wheels got stuck yeah it was so bad and we were literally on the side of the stage and I was like oh my god so because 
she couldn't dance, yeah. I had to step into one of her roles. And yeah. so one of the dancers, which I had never done before, was in a completely like black coat and yeah. you couldn't see anything. And I didn't, one, I didn't know the dance. And two, I don't know where I was on stage. And three, I was in a black coat. Like my whole head was covered. So I literally was dancing around, yeah. whacking people, <laughs> not knowing where I was on stage. And then literally someone had to drag me off because I didn't know I didn't know where I was. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's the worst, I think, in productions. Like obviously so many people get injured. I remember at Royal, literally every second show, someone would break their knee or break their ankle and you'd have to just step into a role that you've never done before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have this story story guys and this is oh it is so bad so basically we're in Japan and um the whole company was there massive production the the Japanese audiences like for the Royal Ballet they literally loved us like oh I bet yeah we would go there every year and like we'd even finish productions walk out stage door and like they'd all be waiting like wanting autographs it was like we were rock stars to them it was really cool anyway but basically we were there doing Don Quixote I'll never forget this. And anyway, we're in the first act. I'm on stage. I'm sort of like one of those girls that's um, doing like, you know, dances here and there because I just joined the company. And basically it was act one and it was the moment when the main character, I think his name's Basil, Basil. Basil oh, yeah, yeah. Basilio. Basilio, Basilio yeah, that's yeah. it. Basilio. Mind blank. Yeah. Um, Basilio. I think that's right. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll just go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so Basilio is meant to enter, right? And it's like dun, 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 dun boom. Boom, right? And he's meant to be on stage in this moment because if he doesn't come on stage in this moment, literally the female main character, Keetree, she'll be doing a pas de deux by herself. Like, oh So it was re- really important that this person <laughs> made it on stage. Anyway, I'm not going to say who it was. I don't think he's no longer with the Royal Ballet anymore though, so that's fine. Um, anyway, so basically the music goes dun-dun-dun-dun-dun and he doesn't appear. He's literally nowhere to be seen. Everyone's like, wait, where is he? And, um, and I will say the girl's name. It was Marinella Nunes. You guys all know who oh, Marinella is. Yeah. If you don't, just look her up on Instagram. She's she's gorgeous. Yeah. Anyway, so basically she's like waiting for her partner, like standing on stage, like ready to grab his hand and there's no one there. You're kidding. So she's like, what do I do? So she starts doing the part of her by herself. Of course she does. <laughs> she's like literally the only person I could do that. <laughs> the only person that could. She's like doing like a devil pain second on point, literally by herself, like flawlessly. And we're oh all there. God. We're on stage and we're all like, what do we do? Cause you know, like you know, obviously in this moment, a principal dancer, like prima ballerina, she's struggling. Like obviously. So her, you were on stage at yeah, the moment. Yeah, I was oh on stage. God. And obviously her partner's now to be sister seen. out. I know, yeah. <laughs> so we're all like, what should we do? What should we do? We don't want to offend her. Like no one wanted to partner with her because they were really worried like she'd mm. be offended. Anyway, but basically my friend, I'll say his name, Marcelino. He's so fun. Anyway, he is now a principal, I think, with the Royal Ballet. Mm. Anyway, he jumps in. He's like, okay, I'm going to save the day. And he came up to me. He's like, I'm just going to do this part of Earth, Marion. And I was like, you are kidding oh me. So Marinella's like five foot eight. So she's like a bit taller than me. Mm. Marcelino, I think would probably be maybe five foot seven. I want to say I could okay. be wrong, but he's a little bit shorter. So Marinella obviously on point is like five foot nine, six foot, right? Maybe something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah along those lines. Numbers doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anyway, um, Marcelino steps in, starts doing the part of deux with Marinella. Like, can you believe that? Oh and, he, my God. and again, he just joined the company and, and we were like, go Marcy. Like that's so that's brave. That's actually crazy. Yeah. And um, Marinella and Marcelino, they both talk Portuguese to each other. So like obviously mm. as 
the part of her is happening there. Like she's like telling him like, you know, what to do in Portuguese and he's like, you know, going along with it. And he finished the whole part of the He did the whole thing. Yeah, he did the whole thing. Old and mate ev- didn't step in. Yeah, no, old mate. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so old mate, who I can't say his name, he was literally nowhere to be seen. They were doing call outs over the intercoms. They were doing everything. And then anyway, at the end of the part of the he appears and he's like side stage. Like, you know, when someone's so stressed, they're like running their fingers yeah. through their hair. Like what the, I've just missed my entrance. Anyway. The so- whole part of the to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, Marcelino afterwards, like we're all clapping him. Obviously Marinella was so thankful, I think, and relieved that yeah. someone stepped in. And um, we were so worried that Marcelino was going to get in trouble, but he actually didn't. I no, think- I don't think he would. Hey? Yeah, yeah. I think the director at the end, like went up to him and said, um, you know, good job. Um, you know, maybe don't do it again, but good <laughs> job for stepping in. I mean, like what would she do if, yeah. I know, right. If he didn't. So that's anyway, crazy. Crazy. That is so funny. Okay. So my next stage fail um, probably would be um, when I was performing. So we were preparing for YGP. So mm. for a long, long time. Anyway, I was performing my solo and I had performed it a few times before and I'd always fail this ending pose pretty mm. much. So I do the whole variation and it was quite, it's from Bikita. Mm. So it was quite a hard variation. It was challenging for me. Anyway, so I'd get to the final pose and it's on a kneel. Yeah. I'd get to it. I'd have to do like a big kick at the end, like a turn kick and then land into this knee. Yeah. And every time I would get there, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm here. And then I would just fall over. <gasps> like it was like my brain like just didn't compute that like had I, ha- stay. I had to stay and like hold the pose. Anyway, it was like the worst habit I had gotten into because I'd freak myself out every single time. So you basically do the end pose and like get there but then just keep falling over. Yeah, I'd get there and I'd be like bang and I'd be like yes and then I'd just be like Oh no, you're kidding. (laughs) So anyway, it was YGP finals and I was like, okay, bing bong, like, let's go. I'm I'm into this. I can do it anyway. So I literally get to it and I slide into splits. Are you kidding? At the ending pose. Cause I was just like, I've got to nail this thing. And I just go boom. And then I fall over. What? At YGP? Yeah. Oh man. Like one of the biggest competitions. (laughs) I literally fall every single time off this kneel. Yeah. In the splits. Yeah. I still am traumatized by it. Like I I watch videos or I've seen people do it and I'm just like oh my god finish it like Legit. it's just I don't know what it was in my head but I just fell every single, single time, time I think sometimes kneel. like that's what we were talking about before mindset it's so powerful and like if you've got you know this this thing in your head that's saying like land it land it but in the back of your head, you almost know that you can't. It's like, it's yeah, really I think hard. I just had it in my head that I couldn't do it. So yeah. I just didn't, yeah. even though it was just a kneel, like I would do the whole variation <laughs> and do it like perfectly. And like the best I possibly could at the time. And then the, just the kneel I'd stuff up and it's oh, just, that's so and it's so, it was so heartbreaking. Cause I'd get off stage and I'd just be like, why, why? like, I why know. is this happening? And like, my teachers would be like, why my parents were just like, what are you doing? doing? And I was just like, I don't understand why I can't do it. And I was like, do I change the choreography? Like if I perform it again? Mm. Because for some reason I just had it in my head that, so yeah, that's a stage fail for me. I completely fell every single time I finished my variation. In the splits at YGP on stage. Love that for you. Um, Now, okay. I've got another one here. This one's like kind of gross. So just 
you know, it's a bit TMI, but I think it's, it's kind of funny. So basically I was doing this role right of spring, right? It's, um, yeah, it's very demanding and like extremely exhausting. So like it's very I, jumpy, right? Yeah. It's yeah. very jumpy and it can actually be done by a male or female. So that kind of puts yeah. it in perspective for you. So there was people like Stephen McRae, Edward Watson, like doing this role as well as like Zenaida Yanowski. I was doing it also. I think like Marinella, like all different people did it, right? Yeah. Basically I was cast to do it and, you know, I probably didn't expect like how tiring it was actually going to be on my body, right? Yeah. I didn't really realise the demand of it. And I remember I was chatting to Stephen McRae and he was like, yeah, Claudia, like you're about to go into your first rehearsal. He was like, I'm just going to warn you, like people have vomited doing this role. Like they finish it like on stage, they finish the entire production and they go off stage and they literally have vomit buckets like ready to go. And I was like, you are kidding. Anyway. How so, long is this variation? So it would go for, it was like a mini production. So it would go yeah. for about 20 minutes, but like the Rite of Spring, so the main character, the chosen one, they would just be nonstop moving for the 20 minutes, right? And oh I'm, I'm not talking like, you know, little borets and stuff. Like I'm talking like jumps, like powerful, like almost man jumps. Right? Is that the one that you're in like the full body? Yes. I remember seeing photos yes. of that. Yeah. And like you also probably would have seen photos of like my face painted, like they have these mm. like crazy wigs, like braids. Anyway, um, actually you mentioning the costume is really important because the costume costume guys just to like give you a bit of you know background it's like basically like a lot of spots and like tie-dye it's like orange white black like all different colors anyway comes to the production like the first um performance and you know when like it's your first performance of anything you're always like wanting to put in that extra effort and like go beyond like you're so nervous hey exactly I had like nervous energy I didn't know what to do like I was like okay do I like drink water before I go on stage do I have like a red bull like what do I do (laughs) because I honestly was like so I was just so nervous anyway I ended up just like you know drinking my water and just like taking it easy and then anyway we're um doing the production and like halfway through I don't know if like anyone else has experienced this, but I just find that sometimes on stage, because you've used up so much energy beforehand with like nervous energy, like even just sitting there side stage, like thinking about what you're about to do, I feel like uses up energy. So I was obviously petrified. This is like raw ballet. It was like my second year in the company. Like everyone's watching you. Like it's really a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. So I'm side stage, like literally twiddling my thumbs, like using up so much energy. I'm on stage halfway through. So it, it was like, you know, the 12 minute mark of this um, particular production, production, sorry. Um, And I am like far out. I'm exhausted. Like I had never felt, it's like I'd ran like a 40 kilometer run. Like I was so. You probably have like in your body. Like, yeah. I was so tired. And in that moment I was like, okay, I remember Stephen McRae mentioning the vomit buckets. I was like, I legit think this is going to be me. Like I am just so tired. Anyway, it got to the, um, the final little section, right. Which is the most tiring part out of the whole thing the music builds and obviously at the Royal Ballet there's like live orchestra and it's like just the whole so thing intense, yeah. yeah it's so intense there's 2,000 people watching you and anyway the last little variation of it that I was doing I was like absolutely wrecked right <laughs> anyway I finish it and I just uncontrollably started peeing my pants <laughs> Because, oh. the, because, 
because the costume was all tie-dye and crazy, you couldn't tell I peed my pants. But I, guys, I actually peed my pants full on in front of 2,000 people at the Royal Opera House. Still to this day, there's only one person that knows the story and that's my best friend, Tierney. And I told her afterwards, I was like, Tierney, I just peed my pants. I've got piss all down my leg. Luckily, it was like a, like a long thing so it wasn't, I you know, didn't see anything. It just like yeah, caught on the pants. Yeah, because yeah. like with this costume, guys, there's no tights. It's just like one bodysuit. I should have said that before. But anyway, mm. like, yeah, peed my pants. So I wasn't vomiting. I was just like, you know, pissing my pants. Like no dramas. <laughs> I wonder why. Like is that like your body being like, I'm so exhausted. I can't even like control yeah. myself. That's, yeah. no, that's what it was. So I said to Tierney, she was like, wait, what, Claudia? I was like, Tierney, I can't explain it, but I honestly had no control of my body. Yeah, like you couldn't hold point, yourself anymore. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't hold anything in anymore. And like it just got to the point where like I was doing my bow and like there was actual piss running down my leg. <laughs> funny how wild is that oh my god I know. anyway my next stage fail didn't really happen on stage but it was like preparing for stage mm. anyway so the dance school that I was with um we had to wear a white leotard as uniform terrible f- idea for girls honestly especially senior white. girls like the senior class had a white leotard like oh why oh. I just white leotard it's so like unforgiving like anyway so unflattering so unforgiving especially when it's the time of the month yeah well that's right it's just a accident waiting to happen anyway this was an accident (laughs) waiting to happen anyway so I was practicing um my variation and it was currently the boys class Mm. um so I was the only girl in the studio at the time and so the studios that we were in was all mirrored at the front but I was like I look at myself in the mirror way too much when performing so I was like I'm gonna face the back Mm. anyway I was probably in the studio for like an hour practicing my variation which is like full of second extensions like absolutely every Everything. Anyway, I turn around and I was like, oh, I wonder if like my leg looks straight enough or something, just like mm. ballet talks in my head. Mm. Anyway, so I look at the mirror and I go, bang, kick, and I just see all these eyeballs <laughs> look at me. I look in the mirror and all I see is red. And I was just oh like, no. oh my God. So I literally run out of the studio. I'm like in the bathroom, like stripped naked, completely naked. Oh no. And it was my lunch break as well. So I was just like, what am I doing? Anyway, so I was scrubbing my leotard because I didn't have a spare one, which note yourself, if you're wearing a white leotard, always have a spare leotard. <laughs> anyway, so I was scrubbing and like I had a friend and she we were helping me scrub. Oh no. Anyway, I got it out eventually and I was like, did anyone notice? But no one said anything to me still to this day. That's no so one good. has said anything to me. And I'm just like, I know I'm not the only one like in my Definitely. class. Everyone but goes through it. I think as well, boys, they're just like, okay, I probably don't mention this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have another crazy story too. So basically I remember um, I was at the Prix de Lausanne. I was like a baby, like 15 or just turned 16. Anyway, um, it's about falling over, right? Oh, yeah. Again, it was a raked stage. So the Prix de Lausanne has a raked stage, which basically means the lower half of the stage. I'm trying to remember the lower half of the stage is much lower than the upper half of the stage. So it's like almost on a diagonal when you're dancing. So you can imagine like pirouettes are hard enough. Then you add in a rake stage. It's like, what? So basically you're trying to do turns, right? And it feels like you're going up a hill. Like I'm not even kidding. I remember doing like pose turns around the stage, like a menage and feeling like I was literally turning up a hill. And I'm like, how? You basically are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So when you watch the pre, right? I take my hat off 
after everyone, like even attempting turns because it's just so hard. Anyway, I remember I was in my first rehearsal. So this is in the studio right before we're about to go on stage. And basically they have a studio set up like the rake. So mm-hmm. you can kind of get used to it and you can practice on it. And um, I remember I was doing that um, Bayadere shade variation, the quick one. Oh, that's so hard. And I was so nervous. So basically you get coached by some of their like amazing coaches, like from Paris Opera Ballet and everything. So it was my first coaching session with that woman. And basically I start doing the beginning and I actually have a video. We're going to find the video yeah, and we'll, we'll, video. we'll put it on the screen or like we'll post it on Instagram or something so you guys can see it. But basically I'm doing this variation. I do the first step and she's correcting me. So she's like, Claudia, try and do this. And just again, it's the pressure, right? Because in the upper area of this studio, there's a full audience. So like all the teachers of Australia, the teachers of France and America, they're all sitting up there watching. Like directors and like big people. Yeah, yeah. And as well, yeah, Mm. directors, like Royal Ballet School directors, like everyone is just sitting there watching you the whole time because they like to watch and see how you like approach the coaching sessions. Like Mm. if you take on correction, if you don't, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like petrified again. Anyway, she's correcting me and um, I do this arabesque. She's like, try and do this in the arabesque and I do it and I literally fall like flat on my face, like flat on my face and like the whole room goes silent and I'm like, great. Like 15-year-old Claudia's like, yeah, sweet. (laughs) And like, you know, when just something means so much to you. So like, I'm sure a lot of you watching this, like you understand your love for ballet and like the pressure we put on ourselves is a lot, right? Yeah. But yeah, you just don't want anything like that to happen to you. And then all of a sudden, like I'm at the Pre de Lausanne, it's literally everything to me and I've literally fallen flat on my face. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, But you also need to know at the same time, like even though that was a long, long time yeah. ago, but everyone falls, exactly. everyone does that kind of stuff. And like now I know like yeah. how normal it is to fall because I've mm. seen a million dancers fall on stage. But like at the time, like it just means so much to you but you just don't realise that like so many other people are doing that already on stage. Like it's not a big deal. But yeah, honestly, that was just so embarrassing. And you're going to see a photo or a clip somewhere. It's terrible. Anyway. (laughs) God. (laughs) Okay. So now we're actually going to answer a question that you guys have asked us this morning. So on our Instagram at Stage Chats. We posted a selfie of Claudia and I saying that we're going to answer one question that we haven't really gone through about today. Exactly. And this question is, Ailish is going to read it out because it's really interesting. And by the way, you guys, asked us so many questions, but this one really stood out to us. I think it's a really important topic too. Mm. Um, so the question was, did you feel teachers pressure about what you ate? Yeah, a hundred percent. So when I was training full time, both in Australia and at the Royal Ballet School, I definitely experienced this. Like I remember there was a teacher that would have like weigh in Wednesdays. I know that sounds so oh. sad, like, and so bad, but it's, it was the reality. Right. And I think things have changed a lot now. Thank but goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. Right. But that was one of the experiences that I've gone through. Also at the Royal Ballet School, like the director calling me nuggety, like I was too bulky. And anyway, look, I reckon the next episode, we need to talk about this. Yeah, definitely. Because I think every dancer has experienced it to a certain level, but I think the most important thing is not letting any of it define you. Did you ever experience it? Yeah, I did. Um, Luckily, nothing really in my schools in Australia, but Mm. once I moved overseas, I felt a really big pressure to, you know, calorie count. Wow. 
watch what we ate. Our teachers were giving us meal plans. That's um, hectic. Like, like it was like uh, advising that we eat nine almonds for breakfast, what? three carrot sticks for lunch. That is wild. Some dark chocolate just for energy. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. It definitely plays a mental game on your dance training because it it doesn't matter like if you're the best dancer in the room or you're the hardest worker. If you're so focused on your body image and what you're putting in your body, that shouldn't be the driving force. Yeah, it takes away from what you're there for. So yeah. I always say to dancers, like if you're so worried about your body and all of that, like that's taking away so much energy that you should be investing in your actual technique and training. Like, But okay. look, okay, we're going to talk about this in the next episode because food, body image, body confidence, I think is such an unspoken topic and it needs to be spoken about. Definitely. And I feel like so many dancers struggle and it's actually like why dancers stop dancing yeah. because the mental game and everything like that is just so yeah so hard it's so hard but yeah look what we'll do is we'll save that for the next episode guys we have had so much fun chatting with you all hey thank you so much for listening yes. and we hope you guys enjoyed it yes exactly this is the first episode of many we're going to be releasing weekly episodes so just literally stay tuned and we love you guys so much yeah thank you so much we're so excited Woo-hoo. Woo, bye This podcast is brought to you by Claudia Dean World. Make sure you follow this podcast, our Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. See you in the next episode. Bye, Bye, dancers. dancers.